0: Hello everyone and welcome once again to the Mac and Forth Show. My name's Carl Madden and we are here once again to talk about the week's Apple and tech-related news. And my co-host today, as always,
1: the wonderful Alan Vickers. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Carl, thank you. I'm sitting here with the sun streaming through the window, which is a a very big difference to how it was this morning when I was sheltering under a tree for 10 minutes, avoiding hailstones. So it's been a weird day. (laughs) Is that that a subscription streaming service? (laughs) Yeah, I've got this. I joined this masochist service. There's all all (laughs) sorts of different ways it manifests itself in my life. (laughs) I see. Uh, Been up to anything this week? Uh, Nothing much um, tech related, to be honest. I had a a tech annoyance this week. It wasn't Apple, Uh but it was was Kobo. You know, I've talked about my e reader being a Kobo. Uh I bought a book finally that I've been looking at at for ages by Margaret Atwood called uh, The Handmaid's Tale sort of dystopian oh, yeah. future type novel, you know. And um I bought it because uh, it came on cheap for a, a week. It was like £2.50, I think, instead of six quid, what like it normally is. And I bought it and I thought, right, that'll be the next one I read. And I got an email uh, this morning from them saying, oh, we've refunded your money because there was a copyright infringement on that on that uh, book. I thought, well, that's annoying. And then I thought, oh, no, hang on, I've got an idea. I'll quickly turn it on, turn the Wi-Fi off. And then I'll be able to keep it still read it anyway. <laughs> but I, I turned it on. And, of course, these things, they're, they're active all the time. So overnight, over Wi-Fi, they stole the book back <gasps> from me. At least they gave me my money back, I suppose. That, that is kind of ironic because, speaking of another dystopian future book,
0: 1984, <laughs> <laughs> they did yeah. the same thing on the on, on, right. uh, Kindle. That's weird, oh. isn't it? That's
1: a sort of self-referential self-referen- bit of irony there. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's very strange. It does goes to prove, though, that we don't own any of this digital media. I mean, you know, I go crazy on iTunes buying films. Yeah. And uh, I don't own any of them. I mean, I can download a local copy and hopefully they can't reach that. But who knows? Yeah, you're right. It makes you think. It does. Uh, Speaking of iTunes at the moment, I don't know if you noticed uh, over there, they've got uh, another Build Your Collection offer going on. So they've got some classic films uh, from the '60s, I believe, and and a load of other ones. I, I wrote a small piece about it on the on the on the website this week. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, so I took the chance. I, I bought Bullet because I love that. Brand. Oh yeah,
1: Steve McQueen. Although,
0: um, no, yeah, Steve McQueen. I, I strangely enough, my tally's got one of those ones where it's got the increased frame rate option on it, <clears throat> and I was I forgot I put it on. I turned it on the other day to watch something. I can't remember why, because I like it to look a certain way. And I left it on for Bullet, and it was weird because here I am watching this old 60s movie, but everything looks crystal clear (laughs) like I'm watching an episode of EastEnders. And it it kind of looked weird. And when it got to the famous
1: car chase, that looks so fake. Yeah. It, it does look weird, st- is not it? It's a strange video treatment that is. It's almost like an uncanny valley t- kind of thing, and it just your brain won't it's, accept it.
0: It's awful. It, it looks like uh, those, um, like they get in America, those, those Spanish soap operas, because they're obviously filmed <laughs> on a different frequency, well, frame rate, I think, <laughs> yeah. than the regular telly. Everything's so crystal clear, and and it just looks so awful. It looked lovely, like you know, clarity and everything, but <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it was, so it turned this. Epic car chase, which is like legendary, down to like something you'd see on, like I say, Coronation Street or EastEnders. Oh no, That's weird. Oh dear. Oh look, Steve McQueen's in EastEnders. That's weird. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, this was, uh Did you do your Earth Day challenge?
1: I did. Yeah, not not as quickly as you did. I noticed. I saw the uh, the old alert come up. Carl's uh, already done his challenge by about was it half past seven in the morning or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at half six
0: for no apparent reason, but I thought, right, I can either lay here in bed or I can go out for a thirty-minute walk. So I went
1: out for a thirty-minute walk. Yeah, good for you. I said, "I'd." Yeah, I, I said, "I'd rub it in." <laughs> yeah, luckily I, I had all day left to respond to that taunt, so I easily got it done <laughs> later in the day.
0: <laughs> that's a nice little badge, I say.
1: Yeah, nice little
0: badge. Uh, the other thing is quite annoying. Well, you won't know this now because you fouled because you've missed one at least one of your circles this month. I think I did. Is yeah is it's every month this year they're doing a complete circle badge so i don't even Um, notice this like we had one for january february march and obviously one coming up for april and you know if you do all your rings for every day you get this this special badge for the month
1: so you're not getting them (laughs) i must have got some for january february because i did really well
0: yeah, yeah probably for january but i've got them every single time so far
1: Mm, get you yeah exactly (laughs) i'm still fat (laughs) you'd be able to do swapsies behind the bike sheds with people
0: oh can you imagine yes do you want want to buy a badge (laughs) uh the other thing i did today uh strangely enough i went and bought uh, a google home device Mm, i I, I I tweeted it out earlier today uh i'm not sure It, it sounds lovely it sounds it's got more bass than the I better turn turn and mute her so she doesn't hear me. Uh, Got more bass than the Alexa speaker. Uh, It can't do any Bluetooth stuff, as far as I'm aware, at the moment. It's very limited compared to Alexa at the moment. Mm. Um, It does answer a lot quicker, strangely enough. Anything Mm. I tell it, it's like straight away, it gives me an answer. Um, uh, What what did I do on it? I, I only set it up a little while ago. I subscribed temporarily to Google Music, so I get three months for free. Yeah, I've just got to remember to cancel it at the end of those 3 months. I'm not paying for another music service. Yeah. How many but, you- uh, it, I've got I've got the Amazon Prime one and I've got Apple Apple Music at the moment. Uh so I'm not I ain't got Spotify no more, thank God, but I don't want Google Music as well because it'll get ridiculous. Nah. But uh yeah, I mean the reason I got it is cuz I think although at the moment it's very limited in what it can do, you know, it being Google, okay, there's always a possibility to go, "Uh oh, we've had enough of this, we'll dump it." <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's Google. Um however, you know, chances are it's going to go from strength to strength at least for a little while. So yeah. I'm quite I'm quite on board with uh, jumping on here and and seeing what develops.
1: It's quite a nice looking thing, isn't it? It looks very inoffensive. Is that the default um, you know, uh, speaker cover that you got with it, that sort of grey cloth?
0: Yeah, that's it. In fact, it was so new they didn't even have them out, out on display in PC World yet. I said, mm. the guys, because I was walking around like an idiot, looking, trying to look for them, thinking, what would it be under? Speakers? No, no. Isn't that a thing? Home? You know, uh, I couldn't find it. And I went up to a guy, and I said, have you got, like, the Google Home? And uh, he goes, no, oh, behind the counter. No one's come in to set one up yet. <laughs> okay. Wow. Go, oh, this is why I don't shop at PC World that often. <laughs>
1: I saw a lot of demos on uh, YouTube and various other video uh, articles where they're showing how, how much better it is than the Amazon device at answering just general queries, things that you would mm. have typed into Google on your computer, because obviously they've got the massive Google search engine powering it at the back end. And, you know, that feature they've got on the, on Google search at the moment, which is that best answer thing, where they feature yeah. a, an answer at the top. I think if it can't find anything else, it just reads out that, that best answer. So uh, you can ask it virtually anything, the Google Home, and it'll have a go at answering it for you. I have to
0: try and figure out how to get it into my rig here somehow. So if we ever run into any problems, like questions, we can just ask it and yeah. it provide instant feedback for the show. <laughs> Give it his own little microphone or something. I don't know. Figure it out.
1: So have you got it side by side with your uh, Alexa then?
0: No, the, I, I put the, the home by my bed. So <laughs> I thought, I've got to keep them apart, you know, just in case they start fighting.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: So I've got three of them in my house now. I've got, uh, I got the S word from Apple, and I've got the Echo, and now I've got the home. Oh, dear. Maybe <laughs> I get a word in edgeways. Oh, dear. Oh, well, let's get on with things, shall we? Um... Was she looking forward to Carpool Karaoke by any chance, Oh, I had
1: it written in my diary and everything. I'd cleared (laughs) my calendar for that week.
0: (laughs) So it looks like some bad news here, uh, at least temporarily. So Carpool Karaoke was originally slated to come out this April. Uh, Apple planned to throw a launch party for the show in March in Los Angeles. However, an alternative launch party also was scheduled for this Monday, just gone. But that's also been postponed at the last minute. Uh, in the statement provided to Reuters, or Reuters, as Mark Japp said, sorry, <laughs> <Apple, yeah. laughs> sorry for listening, Mark. I had to put that in. Uh, an Apple spokesman, person uh only said that Carpool Karaoke, the series, will premiere on Apple Music later this year. Ah, oh, dear. So uh, now that the show's been delayed, it looks like the other show from Apple, Planet of the Apps, will be the first Apple made show that airs, unless that gets delayed as well. Mm-hmm. That's no, a weird, weird one. Word about this? yeah i mean all i can figure out
1: is licensing laws that's all yeah. i
0: can figure it could be
1: yeah it could be licensing
0: stuff or um
1: what else could it be there's there's nothing that could have been mentioned in any of the um the episodes that's since changed or anything is there like uh, stuff they want to cut out and re-edit i mean they'll all be in the well, can all the episodes by now yeah yeah exactly
0: they'd all be i mean
1: li- literally
0: last minute last minute uh licensing issues that's all yeah. i can put it down to but Maybe not. Maybe one of the guests has had a bit of a strop or <laughs> Yeah. Or said something illegal, but it's a weird just to pull the whole thing. Um I can understand pulling an, an episode, but the whole thing seems weird. Perhaps they perhaps <laughs> perhaps when they rendered them, they didn't realise all the lip sync had gone out of us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. It's strange that they yeah the launch party for March was cancelled and then they immediately announced another one for April. So they they were confident that whatever issue this is was going to be solvable in a month and then it yeah. turned out not to be. So perhaps that's it now. Perhaps Tim Cook has said like well, you told me it would be sorted in a month last time I ain't going to trust you again. We'll just say later in the year. Now go and sort it out. <laughs> so once again Apple can't ship on time. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh it's becoming a bit of a trend recently. <laughs> oh dear I, uh, I do wonder perhaps perhaps i don't know perhaps tim cook finally looked at it and went no <laughs> no <laughs> this is too embarrassing no i don't
1: know weird though
0: still at least we're going to get planted the apps first because i know we're all waiting on
1: tender hooks for that one uh, i mean i am really curious about that one in a sort of a, a slightly uh non-positive way i just want to i hope it's better than than i fear it will be <laughs>
0: Are you one of those pers- people who watches like Russian crashes on YouTube or something like that? Do you just want to see the spectacle.
1: <laughs> yeah, car crash TV. Oh, dear.
0: Oh, dear. We will, let's face it, we're all probably going to tune in at least for the first one just to see if it does match, you know, this horrendous yeah. idea we've all got in our heads. It's going to be like, they're going to, and that will, of course, allow them. To say it's the biggest hit ever on, well, it's the only hit ever on, on Apple Music. Of course, this is exactly what Netflix <clears throat> has with uh, Adam Sandler. So everybody slags yeah. off Adam Sandler movies. But then they've just signed another deal with him because supposedly the, the what is it, Does something six, the ridiculous six, I can't remember what the first one was. Um, that was the biggest hit ever on Netflix and it's open in 30 days. Yeah. So, although everybody slags off Adam Sandler, there's he's obviously got people who at least watch it just to see
1: how bad it was going to be. Uh, yeah, they paid so him strange. multi multi millions, didn't they, for yeah. that contract? And everybody thought, what? How on earth are you ever going to get that money back? And they've they've made it back many times over. Yeah. But that, I, see, this is what I, you know. This is why I think, although
0: maybe not carball car, Paul karaoke or Planet of the apps. This is why uh, I think Apple's onto a good thing because. There is a strength behind releasing these these video streaming services if you own the content and you've got the customers there because mm. your market is huge. It's not like you know when they push out EastEnders on a whatever uh, on a weeknight and there's only well I don't know what four million five million people watching it. It's it's the fact that they're there straight away, but then they mm. don't go anywhere. So every every like hour that number of viewers is going up and up and up and up and up as people tune in to see it. And then new people come on board, and they get to check it out as well. So, you know, I I do understand why these uh, media companies, like the movie studios and that, are are kind of looking now, seriously looking over their shoulders at the likes of Netflix and Amazon Mm. and maybe Apple. And, you know, at some point, I've got to
1: assume Google as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely the future, no doubt. I mean, there's going to be tons of PR associated with these two first Apple shows as well, aren't they? I mean, we're going to because a lot of people who aren't subscribers to Apple Music, which is the vast majority of Apple users, that they don't subscribe to Apple Music yet. I mean, they've got to be told how great these programs are and get hooked somehow on little clips on YouTube and little clips here and there and get people involved in the drama of them and so on. Um, So they're going to make a big play of it, aren't they? And we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, and of course, diehard Apple fans might be a bit disappointed and saying, "Well, it's got nothing to do with computers." But then I kind of think they're missing the point. Uh, but th- that's right; they've got nothing to do with computers. But they're they for the broad section of of current users that use these devices now, and, and that's what they're looking at: is services. It's just you know, it's yeah. going to be a bigger and bigger part of uh, of Apple's uh, income. All these various services that now they're now offering yeah, yeah, it's crazy, which will hopefully allow them to fund. More exciting things to come out of it, <laughs> yes. And of course, the way they're going to make these more exciting things is to hire some people. Ye segway, what a what a superb Se- segway person you are. So, so it looks like Apple has been hiring some folks. Uh, they've given them jobs. Let's let put it that way. Uh, the first up we're going to talk about is um, Apple has hired Tim Dashwood. Uh, now he's the guy behind Final Cut Pro and Adobe Premiere three hundred three sixty VR uh, toolbox plugins. Uh, which is some fantastic little plugins to to do various codes and things while you're watching through your VR helmet and, <laughs> and designing things on on Final Cut Pro. Uh, it's possible he'll be working on Final Cut Pro. Oh, sorry, uh, or maybe maybe part of Apple's augmented reality and virtual reality efforts. Uh, currently, his his 360 VR toolbox, which he used to work on and sell for over a thousand dollars, is now free as well. Mm, so. Yeah. If you want to get into this kind of things, you know that kind of thing, you can now go. I mean, that's ridiculous. Thousand pound piece of software now free.
1: Yeah, incredible. Nice bonus uh, for uh, people that need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every now and again, I remember when those uh, those photo plugins from oh the mind the name escapes me, but uh, Google purchased them. Was it Nick Software? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a time when you know Google bought them and they reduced the price, and then after. Many many months. They're totally free and they're awesome. Yeah. So it's always good when one of these big companies <laughs> allows us to get this stuff for free, even if they're a bit long in the tooth by then. But uh, yeah. So what, what do you reckon? What, what do you reckon this this high, this um higher? Well, I don't think it's going to.
1: I don't think he's going to join. You know, the Final Cut Pro team and just you know build his filters and his his uh, utilities for them because Apple's not quite comfortable with the third party market. They'd have been happy with him. Selling that stuff anyway for a thousand pound to go out you know to pros that 's not a problem, so it must be something to do with um with their other augmented reality type um strategies, so who knows which team he might he might join i mean are they working on on some goggles as some of the rumors are um are suggesting like a pair of glasses or is it to do with like this um uh, or assisted uh, driving type technology, where you have like a, a heads up display in in a car, that kind of thing. Maybe it's all that sort of stuff because that's all going to rely on augmented rea- reality, isn't it? And you've got to put your alerts and your warnings and your enhancements in the right place in three D space as people look out of a window or through a pair of glasses. So, I imagine he's, he he knows everything there is to know about the maths behind that sort of um, that sort of projection.
0: Yeah, Well, it could lead into the second hire that's become uh, noticeable. Uh, so Apple has also hired someone called Jeff Norris, a specialist in new technology, who was a specialist in new technology at NASA. Uh, Norris joined Apple, Apple earlier this year, working as a senior manager on the company's augmented reality team, uh, according to people familiar with the matter Uh, at nasa norris founded the mission operations innovation office at his jet propulsion lab where he led efforts to create new ways to control spacecraft and robots in space with virtual and augmented reality so kind of a fit there Uh, norris issued headsets to scientists on the ground so they could experience live mass images or just nevada i think if you believe certain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <rooms>. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, uh, Apple is rumoured to be working on a pair of augmented reality glasses that could launch as soon as 2018. So this is this like goes back to what you were saying a minute ago. There is this strong rumour, because uh, a recently leaked document suggests that the glasses are in testing phase. Mm. And, as always, as we've said many times again, uh, Tim Cook is a, ti- a fairly tight-lipped chap. But the one thing that he keeps expressing interest in... <laughs> It's augmented reality. Yeah. Uh, so just this year alone, Tim Cook uh, has said, uh, I regard it as a big idea like the smartphone. The smartphone is for everyone. We don't have to think the phone is about a certain demographic or a country or a vertical market. It's for everyone. I think AR is that big. It's huge.
1: Yeah. So He's it's talking about it, it becoming phone. like an all-pervasive platform, isn't he? Hmm. Uh.
0: Well, you just use it like three times a day, like you're eating lunch or, or food, I should say. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. So it's definitely something. And and they do. He does expressly say AR all the time rather than VR. These yeah. other, a lot of these other companies are doing the big glasses that just section you off from the world. I know the HoloLens is also augmented reality, but I, I'd be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I'm not a big proponent. I don't. I'm not that into VR myself. I know it's got applications in in education and and various science projects and obviously gaming. But I, I, I really, I really don't want to. Stay, <laughs> I do I don't really want to be fully emerged, emerged, emerged in this world. I'd rather have AR where uh, information is layered on top of things in the real world. That's much more interesting to me.
1: Definitely, absolutely, I think it is gamers and you know, and. Uh, I don't know industries where you need simulations like um, you know landing aircraft and that kind of thing. Then VR is all good for that. But um, for everybody else, for the general public, living their lives, moving here, there, and everywhere, then augmented reality is the key. I think that, I think they're absolutely right to focus on that. VR is going to be very niche. I think big big with the gamers, and everybody else will be not that bothered.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you know we've all seen um, demonstrations of the HoloLens. I mean, because Microsoft mm. brought it out about three years ago. Yeah, and even an, in it. Yeah, even initially it was quite, you know, quite impressive. It you know just looked a bit bulky, and I thought, no way are they ever going to be do- able to do this properly. But you know, they progress and they've moved on. And I actually know some people now who've tried it, and they say, believe me, it blows you away. It's it's quite <laughs> quite amazing the way ha- how it works. So you know, if they have done it properly, and I, I, you know, I, I I value these people's opinions, so the fact that they are praising it is is good. And you yeah. know, Apple doesn't do anything in public until it's ready yeah actually ready so you know uh, I, they must have looked across at what microsoft were doing and thought right okay this is maybe the next thing at least put some funding into it at least see where it might be going yeah. and from the people they're hiring uh, and the companies they bought related to this field is definitely something we're going to see maybe not this year but maybe
1: next year yeah yeah i i, I did think the glasses was um was you know something that Apple wouldn't dabble in because I didn't think. Obviously, the Google uh, Lens thing, whatever that was called, that that was a big, massive flop. And the um, what's the uh, the video company Snap? No, not Snap. What are they yep. called? Yep. Yeah, Snap. Snap. Yeah, that's a bit more like a sort of a you know, a teenager type uh, toy type device, isn't it? So far, anyway. Uh, I, I really didn't think Apple, Apple wouldn't go anywhere near. The glasses, but then there was that leaked uh, safety report, wasn't there? Like a health and yeah. safety report that mm-hmm. somebody got hold of about all the accidents that have happened within Apple for the past so many months, and one of them was was it somebody got their their retina burned by a laser or something like yeah. that? Um, you know, so maybe they are testing projecting stuff directly onto your retina from a pair oh of glasses. God. <laughs> it just chills me to that's the mind. kind of advancement it's... apple would like to make isn't it like we've <clears throat> we've completely disrupted this field we've taken it to another level
0: it does it, the only thing that stumps me a bit about the glasses is uh the phys- physicality of them because like glasses are unique you know you go to the opticians and you basically you, you get your prescription but then you have a, a, a entire wall of how you want your you know your frames to look and yeah. you can go from cheap 50 quid ones up to you know, thousands of pounds, as far as I can tell. When I had to go and get mine, feed, here, I, she goes, "Here's, here's the wall, here's the wall, there's, the, there's the designer ones at that end, and here's the cheap ones." That are cheap, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor, I'm afraid, so I'm going for that cheap end. Uh, but you know, they they look fine, they look, and look, and I'm just worried that you know, being there's no way that Apple can um, can get into a can do these devices and and have that vast array i mean i know they got into the watch and the way they got around that by doing different colored bands but i really don't think would they be able to do so many different frames i mean they got the money to do anything basically so (laughs) yeah it's a possibility but i I just i can just imagine them going like here's two sizes one for the females one for the males thank you you're welcome public (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) and they're only available in white glossy plastic
0: (laughs) that's it just like to match the earpods AirPod. Yeah. so that's the that's the only bit that calls me uh causes me to pause when it comes to uh apple getting yeah. i mean uh, the obvious conclusion is they build it into the phone and it's you know every time you hold up your phone for example if you hold it up against big ben or something or you know westminster and it brings up all the data i don't know from wikipedia or something and yeah. or or i i, I don't know because because if you know people have this idea from from various sci-fi books that you could just hold it up and, and see people's names and stuff but no, that's never going to happen. People would freak out with that kind of pri- privacy violation. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I mean, even if you allow, you know, you have to give permission uh for someone to see your details. No one's there'll be a few. There's always someone who's willing to give up that information. But no, no, if you're walking down the street and someone comes up to me and says, hello, Carl, and I've never met him in my entire
1: life, that would be quite disturbing. Oh, they'd have to be in your uh, contacts database, I'm sure. But it's still, uh, the technology to recognise somebody's face and is uh, it's quite advanced, isn't it? I think you're right, though. The, yeah. phone is, the phone is going to be Apple's big play into augmented reality. All these rumours of the... Um, yeah, the improved stereo cameras in the iPhone 7s or 8 or whatever they might end up being called. Uh, that's clearly where they're going to test the water with uh, augmented reality. I think, I reckon they're going to go big with it as well. I think it's going to be one of the major selling points of that new range of iPhones will be its augmented reality capabilities, which is mm-hmm. mainly going to be done with software because, uh, you know, the, the cameras are pretty good already, aren't they? They'll, they'll improve them, no doubt, incrementally. But I reckon they've been working for years and years and years on some really smart. Uh, augmented reality software purpose built for for your iphone camera app
0: it. i just thought what the um the edition version of the glasses could be it would just be a monocle
1: wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah two monocles that's what it is yeah and every there'll be loads of articles about we're we gonna lose them we need a strap to connect them <laughs> <laughs>
0: A break thing on it yes yeah, so i'm sure that'll come as well uh right well so let's move on to the third hire that they've done now this one's really out of the blue i'm i'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are on this one uh, apple has also reportedly hired john fenwick who led google spacecraft operations and michael treller head of satellite in, satellite engineering uh, these two bring into into ranks two experts in the demanding expensive field of satellite design and operation at the moment these endeavors typically fall into two fields satellite Satellites for collecting images and those for the communications. Uh, mm. Boeing Company uh, deta- detailed a plan to provide broadband access through more than 1,000 satellites in low-Earth orbit, and Apple is an investor partner of that project. Mm. Uh, allure for technology companies like Apple, Google and Facebook, uh, etc., is to connect billions of people who don't have internet access yet. The broadband service uh, being ex- services sorry, being explored by Boeing and others would feature low latency and faster speeds than any existing cellular systems. However, there is no hard evidence that these are, these hires are related to any of that stuff—the Boeing project or the low uh, mm. orbit stuff. But it does it does beg the question:
1: Why why have they hired these people then? Yeah, exactly. Well, they do seem to be the two fields, don't they? Ma- enhanced mm. mapping type projects or some sort of. Uh, pervasive, globally available internet network, like especially for areas of the world, of which there are many, where communications is still very poor. You know, there's not a lot of infrastructure on the ground or even through the air locally. So satellite uh, satellite internet is already big in those sorts of areas, isn't it? But this this could be a, a hell of an ambitious project to take on if that's what they've got in mind. Or, well, you know, they, mm. imagine Apple, uh, what they would, <laughs> they would want to do. They would want to run their own global uh, internet network access service wouldn't they for oh, iPhones yes. you get as part of owning an iPhone or part of your your iCloud account or if iCloud turns into um, a version of Prime you know it's one, of, it's one of these extra things you just get bundled in for free now along with music and other and, and storage for your backups you now get free um, free internet access or free telephone calls across the world all run by Apple
0: that wouldn't um, that wouldn't annoy anyone in the communications no. field whatsoever <laughs> like, no actually it's you, you, right because we all blame we all have a similar situation where we go oh bloody phone's not working again i'm in a dead zone or whatever and not just google uh, it's not just apple but you know google explored this with their balloons if you remember they were putting up That's all right, these yeah. balloons in africa and it was you know creating a mesh and so you get not a very fast signal but it was there yeah um but it is this does look to be going to the next step now a lot of people have tried this in the past and they've all crashed and burned no pun intended but uh but yeah i mean it must be it must be like, oh, well, we, we wouldn't even need the likes of O2 or 3, at least in the UK, or Vodafone. We could just do our offer our own service. Can you just imagine that? Imagine, yeah. you know, Apple having its own global network that it doesn't have to share with anyone. <laughs> it got could the, it's so the, um, They've
1: still got the uplink to worry about, haven't they? Because I can see how it oh, yeah. you know, can beam stuff down from satellites all the time and the downlinks probably a solved problem but you still got to have some sort of local connection to make your requests to the internet haven't you so you still got to be connected somehow to some local network down oh, i'm sure earth. i'm sure
0: sh- i'm sure they don't need s- <laughs> maybe they don't need satellites on the ground to do that i mean they've got all that technology already it's the stuff up in the air i think that seems to be the problem and the, the ability to make money from it because like i say yeah. some other companies have tried this and, and failed miserably yeah uh, got broken stuff but uh yeah i mean it is one of those things where you can look at um apple's war chest and as we mentioned you know time and time again it looks like trump is going to allow them to bring that money back into the country and rather than spending it on something stupid like disney (laughs) um this would be a much um, a much more interesting use of that some of that that money there that they had
1: maybe barry was very prescient last week because they've hired all these nasa people since he suggested they might buy the moon so you never know (laughs) Firstly, never suggest Barry is <laughs> just,
0: <laughs> he goes straight to his head, but that's also a scary thought, actually, thinking he'd be present um, but uh, yeah but it, it's it's interesting, and again, it just goes to prove that none of us really know what the hell Apple are up to at any given time. We all think we do, we all think we know what the next phone, what the next camera's going to be, what the next screen's going to be, what the dimensions are, and prove be known, we know nothing
1: yeah. I mean, but apart from offering these people, you know, big salaries, which obviously is a massive attraction to most people in the world, these are the sorts of people who've had, like, good careers. They're very senior people, been working in this these industries for, like, 17, 18 years, some of them. They're going to be only attracted by really what they could perceive to be interesting, yeah. challenging projects. So there's, going to, there's something ambitious, isn't it? Otherwise they wouldn't be tempted across. But it's twofold. It's
0: not only that, There's not only something that has to pull them in, but they've also got to know, or Apple must tell them at some point, by the way, you can't talk about any of this, and chances are if it falls down, you're never going to be able to publish what you discovered anyway yeah, or yeah. what you was working on because it's all secret. That's non-disclosure. Um, so, so you know, this is what I was thinking. This is the thought behind Project Titan, for example, when there was all that rumours about the car. They were hiring in some really interesting people, and, of course, now it looks like that whole field has at least collapsed, although there was some... Uh, some documents released about these six people who were going to be trying out these these um, automated cars. Mm. Uh, so there is something still there going on, but we don't know what. But, uh, yeah, the fact that they somehow, as you say, it could purely be money, you know, greed is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, greed is good, as Gordon Gecko used to tell us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, something's obviously, you know, once you, once you make so many millions – does the next million really count? I mean, is it as impressive as the first million or first billion? Or I, I, I doubt it. I'm not sure if anyone working for NASA is a millionaire. They, it could be, but who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it does it does it does intrigue me what they are working on behind those doors. And of course, they have built the spaceship yeah. and that will obviously go into space at some point, as we all know. So they will need communication, satellite communications, to speak with the rest
1: of us plebs on the Earth. Oh, by the way, just on that subject, did you see those two videos that were doing the rounds this week of Steve Jobs presenting to the Cupertino City Council about the plans right. for um, the spaceship campus? I think I saw them originally when they were came out shortly. Yeah, somebody, I think it was The Loop, guy. actually. It might have been The Loop. They uh, curated them together into the same article. And there was one from uh, about 2006, I think and then another one from something like about 2011. So Steve Jobs, in both cases, just pitching their plans to the council. At the first one, they'd only bought some of the land. They hadn't yet got the HP site. And in the second one, they would bought the massive hundred-acre HP site as well, so their plans had sort of ballooned <laughs> a bit. But he was just pitching to say, "Look, this is what we have got in mind. We think it's good for Cupertino. We think it's good for us as well, just to keep you in the loop, sort of thing." But it's great to see um, oh, boy. the way Steve Jobs. Yeah, great to see the way Steve Jobs presents in such a sort of casual but effective, kind of subtly assertive way. You know, he's got a way a way about him about being assertive, but but kind of persuasive and nice at the same time. And about how, how they just lap it up the counsellors they just absolutely love the spotlight of having the ceo of apple visit them you know it's, it's incredible to see well he was he was like the
0: master salesman yeah i mean whenever he took this he found ways like isn't you know, it like the way he introduced the iphone there was that whole it's it's you know it's a phone it's a communication device it's an ipod mm. it's just something about the way he used to present and you know the, no matter what you could say there's just no way apple could probably ever replicate that he did have a presence and you know like him or loathe him you've got to admit he was darn good at what when he got up on that stage to show you something you was like on bated breath to yeah. you know it, maybe a few days later you, you come to your senses and go hang on a minute what about this <laughs> but while he was doing it you was like but she awestruck i mean okay not awestruck that's too much but there was there was definitely this this he definitely had a presence and. And whenever you talk to these people, like or see it in videos, he does hold. He knew how to hold a room. Definitely, uh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure psychologists go mad on just you know how he did that. But but yeah, he definitely was good at that. At least, yeah. No matter. So it is. It is. You know, we do. That's why we miss him. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, Tim Cook, bless his heart, he gets up on that stage and he, he tells us what and he hands off to other people. Uh yeah, you know, that's that's how it's done nowadays, isn't it? You ha- he hands off to other people in, in in the thing. But in the old days it was basically Steve Jobs doing it all the way through. Yeah. Uh occasionally opening it up to one or two other people. Well, normally a demo would go horribly wrong and you just knew someone got their, their can <laughs> tuned out tuned out, yes. out that backstage. Do
1: you remember that one where um everybody was using Wi Fi in the auditorium and so the so the demo couldn't work? <laughs> a <laughs> sort of pause in the middle of the demo and then he came back on stage after a little while and asked everybody in the audience to turn off their their iPhones effectively <laughs>
0: I, th- I pe- now I've never seen this video but there's also allegedly when he was introducing podcasts for the first time he played some some audio and it was like uh, Adam Curry uh doing the audio and apparently he swears oh. during the, the demonstration because they hadn't checked what he was actually going to play he just played it randomly oh, uh, yeah. and yeah so he wasn't too happy about that apparently but uh, i've never seen now that might be bunkum i've never seen that audio uh video sorry so that's just a, a story i heard it's quite interesting though. but uh yeah adam curry from no agenda show fantastic anyway <laughs> also one of the godfathers of of podcasting of course him and yeah. david weiner. weiner 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 no weiner sorry <laughs> oh dear we all owe a lot to them um what else now this probably won't interest most of our listeners out there but it certainly interests me well it doesn't really because it doesn't actually affect me that much but uh apple has slashed the commissions on their app store some of their app stores purchases so anything you now any apps you now buy If you had the affiliate link, you used to get 7% of the sales, and they're now slashing that down to Uh, 2.5%. At the moment, it only uh, only affects apps. So all the other things in the iTunes stores, like music and movies and books and TV shows, all remain at 7%, uh, which is nice because when I post those, you know, the movie of the week on the site, I've got my affiliate link in there. So if you purchase anything from my website, I get a small percentage of of that of that money. Soon to be even uh, smaller. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, they're starting up with apps because that's probably the thing they make the most money of. Uh, but you know, I, I, if if they've done that with the apps, I can't imagine movies, uh, music, books will be too far behind.
1: Yeah, it's a strange one this because because of the um, the speed in which they've implemented it, they, they gave people effectively about a week's notice that this was going to happen yeah, um, so yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's the strangest not. thing about it i think because and then it makes you wonder because i mean at the moment everyone that buys an app uh for a certain you know for a dollar 70 cents goes to the developer doesn't it and 30 cents yeah. goes to apple and then mm-hmm. of that 30 cents that they collect they're prepared to give away or they have been prepared to give away seven cents if the person bought it through an affiliate link, so the person that posted that link on their web page or on their database or whatever it is uh, would get you know seven cents of that, and now they're only going to get two and a half cents. So it's coming out of Apple's cut. So the developers aren't affected in that way, at least. But the developers will be affected by the fact that all of these um, various websites that used to publish lists of yeah you know, the best app you could get this week or here's the app of the week or here's the best apps in these categories and whatever. I mean, they were they were better to help you discover new apps than the app store has ever been because the app store is pretty terrible at discovery still isn't it so the search on it is, is dreadful even to even to mm. today it's awful the search i mean sometimes you get the editor's picks are nice and the things that are on the front page are okay as far as they go but the search you know forget it so i, I used to rely on news feeds news feed articles and uh, certain web pages that specialize in telling you what are the are the interesting hip apps of the day sort of thing and presumably every single click i made there was a, a, a small affiliate donation to, to that uh, website owner well those people have just had their their entire business model not decimated but whatever the equivalent is when you take away take away two-thirds what? it's incredible think- isn't it two-thirds of their revenue is gone
0: True but then i 'd always come back to the to, to the to the argument is if you 're basing your business on somebody else 's business model, then you 're doomed to failure mm. Mm-hmm. But that's if where you you'd expect- these people where you-
1: would, be, would have expected a bit more notice, wouldn't they? That's where it would have been a bit more yeah, professional true. of Apple. To so say, that, "Like, we're going to change your business model here, but we'll give you six months to get your act together and work out how you're going to cope with it. But, oh, no, you've got a week. <laughs>
0: it does, and we don't, like I say, we have no idea what Apple suddenly decided to do this. It's totally out of the blue. Uh, it it will It will actually show if the sites that you are talking about, if they're actually in it, to help readers discover new apps and to help the developers out, or they're just in it for the money. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. can get click farms and stuff like this going on. Uh, of course, this Apple one alone in this, uh, recently uh, Amazon have reduced some of their rates as well. And, of course, Google Play Store, there's nothing. There's no affiliate link, as far as I'm aware. So They yeah. never give out any money. Uh, mm. Probably because most of their apps are free, as far as I can tell. But but uh, it, is, it is a concern. I mean, it's not concerned concern me. I get so little out of it anyway. It's just no big deal to me. But no, all it is is I'm just you know you, you yeah. but really what what are you doing? I I know I know you can, for example, you, the way you do it is you sign into the affiliate links, you sign up, you create an account, they give you a specific code. Every time you want to put a link for uh, say a movie or a book or an app, you just go into their link maker, it creates you a link, it puts your affiliate code at the end, you copy that, you paste it onto your site, and you're done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And that's it. So it's really, it's not, you're not really doing that much work. And then if you, it's down to you how you write the, the, uh, review or, or the piece, if you can entice people into buying it. Of course, it's not costing the person buying it any different. They just pay the same amount of money. So you're just helping out either the site you see it on because you want to give them a little bit of a cutback, just like, you know, ads and things like this. Yeah. Or, or you just, you know, just don't care. <laughs> you just yeah. go somewhere else and buy it direct. And then, of course, Apple gets all the money.
1: Yeah, I assume one of the consequences is going to be that you know uh, sites that rely on some of this affiliate revenue, uh, along Mm. with normal advertising revenue, are going to have to tip the balance the other way again, and we'll start seeing more annoying ads on uh, on these web pages. Because I mean, I've never minded clicking an affiliate link. I mean, it's nice if the website gets a little bit of a kickback. Why not? But I hate seeing ads on these in the middle of an article, especially when it's completely out of context. But I hate I see um, both. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: They're doing both. They're trying. It's a double dip affair. They they give you an affiliate link and then they stick adverts on as well.
1: Now, come on, that's not on, is it? Right. No. I heard a podcast just this morning. Actually, when I was sheltering under the tree, hiding from the uh, the hailstones, and it was uh, Federico Vitici was talking about his Mac Stories website, and he let no. he lets slip a figure which they don't normally do, do they? But he he was saying that it's about ten percent of the revenue for his company uh, comes from affiliate linking. Wow. Which is probably, actually, I thought that was smaller than, than I expected. So, uh, but yeah, even a, a an organisation like that, which employs a fair number of people now because they write a hell of a lot of articles on that site, um, you know, that's a, that's quite an impact, isn't it? 10% of your revenue disappear in a week from now. Mm. Not 10%, m- but maybe 7%, perhaps. It is. But it does, <laughs> perhaps it
0: makes it cause in the question when they recommend some of these more expensive apps. And I think, really? Do you really think this? Or you just want the link? that's money. true yeah. i don't know yeah. really. i'm far too cynical about some of these things you know i do the free one of the week i do the free app of the week of course which there's no money for me coming out of that it's just free yeah. I just whatever it is <laughs> don't you get some movies of
1: free surely you do
0: <laughs> well yeah but then the movies i try and find the cheap ones so like 3.99 or 4.99 ones and, and, and i try and stick with that so i'm trying to offer the fact that because yeah. as you say sometimes the iTunes is not the most discoverable thing or people just forget to go and check yeah. so the fact that I try and highlight there's a movie out this week or there's a series of movies that you possibly might like here here's the trailers here's the cover art here's the blurb if you want to click on my link I'll get a tiny percentage of money if you don't fair enough I I make nof- nothing out of it so I mean you know I'm no I've got no foot in this game mm-hmm. hunting this game actually yeah, yeah. um so, yeah. uh, but I, I still think if you are basing your business on somebody else's business, you're on a road to nowhere. because yeah, it is a risk, that no rug. doubt.
1: Yeah. yeah. i tell you one thing. The only figure we don't know in all of this story, because we know about yeah, the, the 70%, 30% cut. We know the 7% uh, affiliate goes down to 2.5%. But the percent we don't know is what percentage of app store sales come through affiliate links. We, that's, only Apple knows that.
0: Yeah.
1: And right. um, I imagine it's quite small, to be honest tiny and uh which makes you think why, why are they bothering to try and save this few percent if it's such a tiny contribution yeah, to their revenue well because they're
0: hard up for money alan you know,
1: they, <laughs> yeah. you know i know they need to make services look great i mean they, they, that's the big growth <laughs> well, story happened, isn't it was... at the moment they, they, <laughs> they need the uh the investors to think that services are on a massive growth curve so perhaps every little bit helps yeah it could be it could be i mean obviously tim checked down the back of the
0: couch and only found a few million down there and he went hang on a minute <laughs> I got I got a brand new house. I'm about to move in, or we're all about to move into. I need the cash. Oh well. But anyway, so um, so yeah, just a word to the wise. If you wanna, if you wanna continue uh, supporting some of the sites you go to, you might want to use their affiliate links because most of them have affiliate links on them. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 a handy little thing for us 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 um creators or you know people who provide content and stuff. It's just a it's like the Amazon Associates link. It's it's, it's, it's none of us are getting rich from it. It's just a handy little way to try and get a, little, a few more pennies in to support the shows and, and, or blogs yeah. or, and stuff that people do. But like I say, I'm not bothered, really, either way. Um, someone who might be bothered <laughs> or was bothered, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook, threatened to pull Uber's app from the App Store in early 2015 after discovering the ride-hailing company was secretly fingerprinting iPhones that used the app it has emerged. Uh, according to a report, Uber was trying to prevent fraudsters from creating multiple fake accounts on the same device to collect new account bonuses. <laughs> but to do this, it had been recording the UUID serial numbers of iPhones so that they could identify them even after the app had been deleted and the phone was wiped. Now, that's not actually true. That makes it sound like they were continuously monitoring the phone after you deleted the app. They What they, what they were actually doing is it, people reckon now is they were capturing the UR, UUID number, the unique serial number of that phone, which is still illegal under Apple practices. Yeah. Um, uh, and then when you, if you reinstalled the app back on, it would then say, this is this phone, and then they could see if, if, if people were using the same phone to create different accounts. Yeah. Um, because the drivers were creating different accounts and then getting the free ten dollars or whatever it is um ride and, and, and charging it to themselves. <laughs> Very clever. It's always you always find people clever who will take advantage of these little loopholes. It's fantastic. Definitely. Uh the approach was a clear violation of Apple's app privacy guidelines, uh facing the loss of millions of iPhone customers. I am sure yeah, I'm sure it must have been millions and millions of iPhone customers, which would essentially destroy the ride the ride hailing business Uber relented um and they've now no longer used this practice but of course because it's uber i mean uber <laughs> uber's like certain other people at the moment no matter what story is written it's to like <laughs> dig at them and like stick the knife in as far as you can yeah. because they've done some things that are, are a lot more shady than
1: this in the past well they've but, made um, their bed and they're, they're finding it very uncomfortable to lie in it now aren't they it's uh, yeah they're a strange strange company I mean, I know that they had to do something aggressive to disrupt this this taxi uh, service. That's uh, you know the old the old um, the, the old way of hailing a cab and paying for it, and uh, drivers you know, employed by local taxi companies, and all that sort of stuff. They had to go in and s- smash all that to bits to get their new service to work. But they uh, and they have taken it too far, haven't they? They've stretched it too much uh, with some of these dodgy dealings. There was, like you say this is one of the the least worrying things Uber have been accused of over recent years. But what I don't understand
0: is is a lot of these other tech companies have done exactly the same things in the past. Like you know they've you know Facebook in, in the early days did some very dodgy things. They've all done dodgy things to try and get their foot in the door and then try and you know pry open a business uh, for the largest amount of people. And and it just seems to be you know I've got I've got no love for the for the management team at Uber. I, whenever i use one it's the drivers the drivers i found are fantastic every time i've got into an uber cab in london it's only because i've, I've missed the last bus home basically because um, <laughs> they're cheap but they're not as cheap as london transport but uh yeah i mean they're all wonderful wonderful drivers and i always talk to them you know like how's your night how's you doing do you enjoy working for uber and they all love it they all mm. do love they've all every single one of them to a person has said yeah i love it because you can make up your own times you do your own times and you know you get out and about and you make money and 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 you know what they not ask more but yeah some of the choices that their management team is making is they come across creepy but i but again once I, i once a company has been targeted as this is a terrible company especially by I don't know. Shall we call them social justice warriors of the day? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. once once you're in their crosshairs, forget it. You're 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 done uh, yeah. pretty much. And, and and I can understand the way the uh, this story was originally reported is they wasn't just doing it when um when when you had the app installed. It was even after you deleted it, they continued to track you. Of course, that was proved to be nonsense,
1: but it was just yeah. poor poor th- phrasing. But, yeah, I mean, you know. Well, they also put are... some sneaky code in there, didn't they, to uh, to ring fence um, <laughs> C- Cupertino uh, so that Apple couldn't spot that this was happening so that yeah. the software would be aware <laughs> that it was near yes. Apple's HQ and it would not do this dirty stuff there so that the Apple you know, review store people wouldn't spot it and the Apple uh, employees wouldn't spot it. See, that just sounds like wishful thinking to think that would actually work. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's the intent, isn't it? The very fact that they tried it shows what kind of a company they are.
0: True, but they're not seriously thinking every single person who reviews Apple, like, ios apps is in that little building there <laughs> no no they, they farm them out all over the all over the place that's I how it imagine. got
1: spotted in the end wasn't it, it was some other oh. uh, review site elsewhere that spotted it
0: but um yeah i mean i i do they definitely need to clean up their actor or hire better better pr people shall we say yeah um because i do i i, I don't mind the service I'm, I'm not one of these people who gets their pitch foxer you know because they're saying they're sharing id and and privacy information. But, well, what's google doing then what's facebook doing then what's other ton of other companies you use doing they're all using this stuff they're all doing these things they're all trying to get ahead by using your data and 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 your you know your supposedly anonymized data but pff, if if these guys are clever enough they can soon work out who's who and where yeah. they're going and who they are I mean, it's just crazy it's just like we're going to pick on that person because we don't like them But all these other people doing probably exactly the same thing, will ignore them because they give us money. Uh, Sorry, uh, they don't – sorry, no, no, they don't give us money at all. But these people don't, so we're going to pick on them. Um, But it just seems to me – I mean, like I say, I've got nothing about Uber management. I don't care about them in the slightest, but the drivers are wonderful uh, and they're always cheaper. But, of course, you can't say that in London because you get a certain section of society come down on you (laughs) like a ton of bricks because it's their livelihood. I can understand that,
1: but, you know – there was another story this week where Uber was um, was given focus for for doing something bad, where, in fact, it was another company down the chain which was doing the real bad stuff. So I think, you know, Uber's one of my, Uber's main rivals is Lyft, isn't it? L-Y-F-T. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a comp- any company would be interested in knowing the health of their uh, main rival and how they're doing and which regions they're doing well and all that sort of stuff because it helps you gain try to gain back some competitive advantage. So apparently Uber purchased a load of data about Lyft customers from... Um, what are they Unroll. called now? Yeah, well, there was another intermediary, uh, the ones that do the the Apple Splice. analysis. Slice. Slice. Slice yeah, Intelligence, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Slice in turn had bought a load of data from Unroll, which was uh, apparently anonymized, but nonetheless still useful data about w- where users had purchased lift rides and uh, they made that for sale and then a chain of companies bought it and Uber was at the end saying thanks very much, that's very useful to us but um, <laughs> again, it, it makes you think about people don't people don't really think when they sign up for these services because oh. Unroll.me the the company that, that collected the data, they um, ostensibly offer a free service which might be useful to some people which says, you know, if you let me look at your email, I'll, um, I'll automatically unroll you from lots of these annoying um, daily subscriptions services that you get mm-hmm. so some people think yeah that sounds great to me so they just give it give it their Gmail credentials or give it permission to, to look at their Gmail um, email logs and they weren't just looking for these uh, these subscriptions they were looking for everything they just went in and sucked up everybody's emails including receipts for things they'd bought well everything every email they ever got all stored on some massive database somewhere and then anonymized a bit and churned a bit and produced information from that Apple data and sold it so so much for a free service. I bet it wasn't written like that in EuLA <laughs> no I read the EULA actually this week and it's hardly mentioned at all so no, even though they say you know we were quite upfront about it uh, in in return for getting this free service you give us permission to you know process and uh, anonymise, but then process and sell your uh, your email information but it's not said that explicitly at all so very but, much- but- so this this is the
0: dichotomy of course because Apple is very very strong on their security stuff. They uh, to to the extent that they get lambasted about it on on you know a certain times because the majority of people and I'm just as guilty as anyone else uh will go on Facebook and we'll share where we are, we'll share who we're with, we'll share what we're doing, we'll share everything. We'll we'll tell the world that we're not home. Please Come and burgle my house because I'm not here. And here's my house, and here's videos of inside my house so you can see what it looks like and all the things I've got set up. Um, we do all these things, right? And, but you know, Apple's a company can only do so much to, to try and <laughs> protect us. And ironically enough, right, I'm not that bothered by companies because the companies are there to make money, they are not going to come and arrest me because I, you know, because. For example, my 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 sexual lifestyle is different to what the government enforces, and that's what scares me more when the government wants our our data, because you know we, we hear from the uk government and the US government that they want our data, and we think, "Oh no, that's not you know, they're safe, they're okay." but let's not forget that once you let them in, you have to let the other governments of the world in who hmm. don't have such a good track record with with looking necessarily after their people, and people do suddenly vanish in the back of vans and never seen again and you're making their lives more you know difficult to lead because yeah. because you want to see you know who's spying on who or who's talking to who and that's that kind of bothers me and that's why I get like that's why I hold them in two different like, arguments i've got the government wanting data and i don't agree with that but companies can have data i don't care cuz all they want to do is make money they don't they're not going to come and arrest me for something
1: <laughs> as far as i know um, they could they could charge you more for stuff though cuz i mean one of the Um, keen consumers of this sort of information about people is uh, things like insurance companies, for example. And I'm sure companies like Unroll Me and Slice can tell an awful lot about somebody's health if they've got full access to every email they've ever sent and received.
0: Well, wasn't there um, stories, I don't know if it's still going on, it probably is, but if you go to certain hotel sites and you come from certain devices, because they'll see the ID of that device, i.e. say an Apple Mac or, or an iOS device, they'll bump the price up. Because they yeah, figure yeah. if you can afford that device, you can pay a little bit more. Yeah, and I remember yeah. there were stories about that back in the day. I don't know if they've cleaned that up ever since they got discovered. But, yeah. w- you know, we can't tell. We c- It's impossible for us to tell what's going on. For example, they could be taking your IP address and they go, oh, look, this guy lives in London. He's obviously much better off than some poor guy living in somewhere else in, in, in England who, you know, maybe not not as wealthy as supposedly us Londoners are. We're not because we live in London. <laughs> yes, <laughs> You know, but that's the thing. There's all these secret things out there, all doing, like, different calculations and and feeding into, um, you know, algorithms and all kinds of stuff. And we have no clue what's going on. And, you know, they're sucking down our data. We're volunteering our data. We're giving over so much. And we have no clue what's being taken off and used in our name. No clue. And there's no way we could. It would be humanly impossible. And the only option you've got is to come off the grid. And, you know, we're not going to do that because then we become, what, the bomber or whatever his name was. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. But it's, it's, you know we have to live with these intrusions and, and I just don't want to make it easier for the government to also get into my data. That's all it is. That's yeah. my, If ran, ran
1: over, that's I was the rant, rant over. I think it's. the best you can hope for is that companies are, um, and governments are made to be transparent about it so that it's obvious to everybody at the point that mm. they decide to register for a service or whatever that they're totally clued up on what the trade-offs are that they're taking into account there. Because if you make a conscious choice to something, for a lot of people, you know, the value of, of a free service is worth giving up a little bit of um, privacy, isn't it? So that's a fair trade, really. Yeah.
0: It's, the other when thing it's, it's a, a th-
1: secret trade that you don't really understand, that it becomes a bit more sinister.
0: Yeah. Actually, I was going to say, suggest then, that the governments could, like, introduce laws. So if a company goes broke, they cannot sell that information on, has to be hmm. deleted, but then I thought, no, they'll just take it for themselves. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, you can't win. Uh, let's see, move on. Uh, Facebook apparently is trying to take responsibility for sp- the spread of misinformation. <laughs> Surely hmm. they're trying to take responsibility for not spreading misinformation and changing how uh, its products deliver news. A test that might populate the newsfeed uh, with articles related to one uh, on, one that all your friends are sharing is a little box will now appear or maybe appear because they sort of test this on small audiences to see how it goes down. So a small box will appear underneath a story linking to various other articles on the same subject. uh, And these are being pushed by different publishers and and fact checkers. Uh, So this should provide an easier access to additional perspectives and information, including articles by third party fact checkers product manager, Sarah Sue writes in a blog post. So, you know, I mean, Obviously, we all see the nonsense stories that pop up on Facebook. I you, I, you can normally see them a mile off. A lot of other people don't seem to be able to see, spot the, <laughs> spot that they're completely fake. Even though the normal, normally the picture that's attached to the article is so outlandishly fake. Sometimes you think, the hell, why? Why are people falling for this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm, I. Everybody knows who listens to the show. I like my conspiracy theories. I'm not as bad as some people, <laughs> but uh, it is, it is interesting. I, I just wonder about, see, I like this idea because they are giving, here's the same story for other people. And if, if you come mm. to certain sources, certain sources, I trust there's certain other sources. I think, you know, whatever you're just have to click, you know, link bait really to get yeah. all your ads feeds and stuff like this. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't rate Snopes too much nowadays. I think Snopes was fantastic for when it, Back in the day, when it was like saying, "Why, why was this? You know, was there a uh, uh, um, uh, like moon landings, or was there <laughs> crashing? You know, it should have stuck to that. As soon as it started getting into politics, it's it's mad because you just it's just opinion again. It's, and mm. and sometimes they'll back it up with like, "Here's a piece from f- four years ago," and you think, "Okay, you know, that's, that's probably got some you know validity to it." But then other times they'll just say, "Well, blah 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 blah." And you think, well, that doesn't actually prove anything. That's just you, who I don't know, saying something. Yeah. You're not actually linking to anything to prove your point. So you're just as bad as the original post. Anyway.
1: I think this but, idea uh, yeah. of um, you know, showing the sources for a story with yep. with the summarized story is the way to go. And in fact, um, the Yahoo News app has been doing that for a good while. I quite like that app on the, on the iPad. You can only use it in landscape. but And you only get about eight or nine selected stories per day. But after the story, there's a, a full list of all the sources, and you can tap away and go and see the original the original news articles from elsewhere. It's quite a nice approach. So let me get this straight. Not only do you, you're the only person that uses the Kobe. Or it's Kobo. Kobo.
0: <laughs> Kobo. I, Co- I think Kobe like sounds it. better. <laughs> and you're the, probably the only person that uses Yahoo News as well.
1: <laughs> I probably am, yeah. Yeah, it's just, a, it's a nice app. That's why I like it. The, the way you, you swipe the, the news from side to side and the. the Images uh, zoom in and out nicely, and they fade and go blurry, and that's just a nicely done up. Really, it's a pity okay. they're such a dreadful company as far as security <laughs> is concerned. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that one. But I don't use Facebook. I don't, I, I'm not going to come across this new approach from them because I just don't use it. I hate the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's it's
0: a necessary evil in this day and age. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I go through I go through waves where I hate it and loathe it, and then I go over other times and I love it because. For every bad thing that Facebook does, it's also down to how you use it. I mean, you can you can use it to spread hatred and vitro and, and all yeah. kinds of stuff, but you can also just use it to engage with your friends and, and keep up with them. I mean, if you look at your friends list and you've got 2,000 friends, chances are you're using it wrong, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you look at it and you've got like, I don't know, 50, 60 people who you've met, actually met in your life, and you want to continue keeping in touch with them and see what they're up to, you can do that, and of course you can mute people now, so if people go off on rants or something, something happens in, in our everyday lives that you don't want to necessarily listen about, just mute them and you never see it again until you decide to unmute them. Mm. So it's good like this. And of course the DM, the messenger stuff, it's one of those cross-platform things. So even if your mates are on Android or Windows or or something else, you can still get in touch with everyone and plan events. And So it's fantastic for that kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's just a shame, like I say, as social media has been taken over by... Uh, the masses, and, and we get all kinds of nonsense from both sides of the, yeah. the argument. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Overcast. An updated an update from Overcast now allows you, something probably the Apple Watch should be able to do on its own, but hasn't been able to. Overcast now allows you to load up podcasts on your watch and listen to them natively. Via, actually, I should say, while we're doing this, this story, we need this. Warning. You are entering an Apple Watch zone warning you are entering an apple watch zone so so all the folks that don't like apple watch just skip ahead a few (laughs) a few moments here uh so yeah this is a really nice uh uh application and update and i was using this recently which is why I wouldn't have done it on my Earth Day walk in the morning. That's the first time I used it. Mm. Uh, so I came back home and I wrote a little piece about it, like just about everybody else did. And and it's fantastic. It's really uh, a nice little implementation of putting podcasts on onto your watch and then just going out, leaving your phone at home, so no messages. Great. Uh, and then just heading out with your Bluetooth headphones and, and listening.
1: Yeah, it's, it works really well. It's uh, surprising. Um my the only problem I've got is my Bluetooth headphones are massive, so I don't really no. like uh, going out with them on. Really, they look like a bit of a wally. But um, but it, I, I did test it, and it works so well. Still not found those AirPods yet, then? <laughs> no, I, I, got, <sighs> I don't know. I am tempted, but 160 quid—it's still a, an awful lot of money. <laughs> I'll tell you
0: what—an alternative you want, might want to look at: Jabra Move. I mean, they're they're still over the ear headphones, but they're not big. Mm. They're not huge. Uh, I, about fifty quid, I think my ones were when I bought them, and and they sound lovely and they're great, ah. yeah. even for running and walking and stuff like you know when you get sweaty in have
1: words. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, one thing really well.
1: I was impressed about with this uh, Overcast uh, app on the watch and the phone is how you know if on on the phone app you get to set on a per podcast basis what speed you like them to be at yeah. and whether you like the what do they call it the voice um, enhancement stuff voice voice boost and then the the thing that that compresses gaps down to minimal gaps and all that sort of stuff or save you time. All of those things get, um, transcoded on the fly when you send it across to your watch. So if you listen to something at double speed with voice boost and with the, with the, um, smart, smart sound, whatever it's called, if you have all those settings on, it quickly transcodes it. So now you get a, uh, presumably, like an MP3 or something that has those characteristics, and that gets sent across to your watch. So the watch um, CPU hasn't got to do a lot of work to honor your settings because all it's doing is playing a, a straight file that's been transcoded by the phone before it sent it across. So wow, I wish
0: I'd known that because i say I saw no one's piece mention that, and I didn't notice it myself because I just had
1: everything set up to like normal speed. Well, that's certainly what happened to me. I had I have a double speed one one of my podcasts, and it's it's only played at double speed. I can't remember where I where i found it Well i found a reference on the web to say that it's transcoded on the on the, uh, the what on the phone app before it gets sent across which makes sense that's mm-hmm. a clever approach mm-hmm. so um yeah marco has beaten even apple to this feature hasn't he because the apple podcast app doesn't do this no well, i got
0: i gotta assume uh the next update will but yeah because especially now it's like they've got a piece of software out there doing it uh, i saw a, a post from marco uh on twitter earlier today or it might have been last night where he says i've made he's made a a, a, a breakthrough in something that he's going to implement next and i'm thinking well, he wouldn't tell us any more than that obviously ooh. But i'm thinking ooh, it's coming down the line uh, and i've also saw another thing about him saying apple's been quite supportive in his development of this update so mm-hmm. i'm sure if you listen to what is it the accidental tech podcast he'll be he'll be telling everyone about it on there because that's yeah. his show um yeah it's good it's fantastic uh but did you know Apple Watch was 2 years old this week yeah
1: yeah it's incredible isn't it it seems shorter than that really yeah quite it's an established book now. now
0: yeah it shipped 2 years ago anyway hmm. so i think it was introduced much earlier than that but uh, yeah i mean i still love it i still i've worn it virtually every day i think yeah every day since then uh, and i love it i know it's got its distractors as i always say when we talk about the watch but um I see more and more of them out in the wild now. I went to the pub. I went out over the weekend to various pubs and stuff, and I saw quite a few of them on people's wrists. And I didn't mention it to them because I didn't <laughs> want to draw attention. But I always have a sneak. I used to look look at what the, people's phones were. I, always, I still do on the tube. I always like look and see who's using what because I can always tell an iPhone, you know, straight away i i, yeah. I just say What well, android i don't know what they're using but um but i always see i still see more iphones than any other device on the tube anyway and now i'm starting to see watches yeah. also slide into the mix because they you know they're quite distinctive
1: obviously the way they look yeah
0: that is easy to see
1: i, uh, I had a nice so- um a nice experience with my apple watch and apple pay the other day i went to like a cafe place and um i the boat charged me up front for what i'd, what I'd bought and i put my phone against my watch against the device and it it dinged and instead of him you know ignoring it or expressing amazement like a lot of people do he just said oh yeah i I love that as well i got i got an apple watch i I really like that Mm -hmm. and he said trouble is um yeah it's really easy on the watch and i like that whereas on my phone i have this problem where i always have to put in the code um so it's easier to do it on the watch and i thought oh yeah never mind we had a little conversation i went and ate my meal and i was eating the meal and i thought "I, i bet he's not implemented uh, touch id that's all it's got to be so i went back and made that suggestion to him and he spent a couple of minutes with him setting up touch id and he was amazed so i don't know how long he'd owned that device but he'd never set up touch id on it alan vickers watch consultancy (laughs) do business for you
0: fantastic uh let's go and check a room we've also got an apple watch rumor as well so And this is a new report from Business Career uh, alleges 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 sorry that an advanced micro LED display could make its debut on the next Apple Watch replacing flexible OLED panels mm-hmm. of its predecessors micro LED displays, a, displays are thinner lighter and more energy efficient than OLED and LCD screens uh, back in now back in 2014 Apple has acquired a micro LED specialist called Luxview so you know, uh, um, uh, this would scare, well, not maybe scare, but it would definitely show some give some concern to Samsung, for example, because they currently get their screens from Samsung and LG, I believe. Mm. Uh, and especially if they get it onto the watch, then maybe in a few years' time we'll get uh, these micro LEDs on our phones. Yeah. Because they're meant to be fantastic, like, really screens. Like, you can get... Tiny, tiny, tiny pinpricks of light, uh, and the displays are stunning, and, uh, you know, as I say, they're very energy efficient, so that would mean, hopefully, because the biggest drag on our phones, as far as I'm aware, is that down screen. Yeah. It it makes sense,
1: uh, because the Apple Watch was the first Apple device to have an OLED screen, wasn't it? So it's almost like they use it as mm -hmm. a test bed for new screen technology, and then a couple of years later, it'll make its way up to the, the bigger devices. So. Yeah, look forward to this. I skipped on the Apple Watch Series 2. I've still got a Series, well, Series Original, (laughs) Series Zero. I've still got that. But I probably will seriously consider upgrading when a 3 comes along, I think. I see it. Um, uh, There was some,
0: uh, yeah, so it's been going for two years, as I said a minute ago. And although some reports are saying it's a lackluster sales, the sales are still, would any other company would love these sales numbers. Uh, It's just doing so well. I mean, it's just, obviously, don't don't release Actual sales numbers because Apple want to keep that secret from their competitors, but uh it's doing well, and like I said, I'm seeing more and more of them creep out into the world, and, and the apps are getting better and better, and the device is getting better and better yeah. uh, and if you're still not on board, I fully understand why I mean it's a watch because it's not doing anything groundbreaking, but it does definitely add to the experience of owning a phone iPhone anyway yeah no doubt. um it's wonderful, and I still love mine, and I still keep buying third party bands as well because <laughs> I just don't care.
1: i I followed your lead and got one of those nike copy bands off of amazon it's really nice the one with the holes in i've used my affiliate link i don't know if it did actually i might have done i didn't get the same color as you but it was the same uh, manufacturer i got the one that's like pale gray with white white holes it looks rather rather classy in fact since i bought it i haven't i haven't changed the strap i've kept that one on
0: I've got my eyes on it. They do a red and black one. I don't even think Nike do a, a red and black one, but there's a nice red and black one in there as well at the moment. I'm thinking, oh, I've got get that because that looks – I like the red, red and black combo, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, reviews. Well, I can spare you all the cold reading of Matt this week because I have got it. I've got it as backup now, so just be aware because this week we have a review, or rather, I think, a re-review. Um, this is from a Beaver Blade. Uh, sent yesterday and he says gives us five stars very enjoyable he writes or she writes uh one of my must-have podcasts which i look forward to every week carl is an excellent host oh my head it's getting so big oh it's growing (laughs) who keeps the show together and flowing well thank you very much for that beaver blade is greatly appreciated if you'd like to send us review we'd love to hear from you we really would just head on over to itunes search mac and forth hit that submit a review button there and just type us out a few words uh, and we'd love to read them out on the show. If another way of supporting the show, obviously, is our Patreon page. Uh, the link is in the show description on this very podcast. In fact, if you just want to head over there and give us a little bit of funding, it'll be absolutely brilliant. I don't want to make get rich of this. I just want it to help fund the show of all the background services we use to keep the show running. Uh, any Anything you can give us would be greatly appreciated. And I think that's pretty much it from us this week. So, Alan, where can we get hold of you, sir? Well,
1: uh, just on Twitter, really. Storm Gorelli on Twitter. Up to anything this week? Anything planned? N- no, nothing planned. That's my life at the moment. Nothing planned. <laughs> Take every day as it comes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name's Carl Mann. You can hold me, get hold of me on Twitter at claw0101.
0: You can get hold of the show at Mac and Forth. Email the show at macandforth at gmail.com. Uh, You can also get hold of us on Google Plus and on Facebook, if you so wish. And like I say, if you see the posts where I say these are the movies of the week, if you want to help out the show, that's another way to do it. Just If you want to purchase anything through our affiliate links, greatly helps the show uh, and keeps us going. So pretty much that's it. Until next week, everybody out there, thanks for listening, and stay safe and be nice to each other.
1: Bye. Bye.